Sophia's Choice. Sophia's Choice, who? Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Knock, knock. Who's there? Brent. Brent, who? Brent, your host for this week's episode. <laughs> so, you go ahead and start this one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Jeff K. Jeff K. Who? Your friend, Jeff K. Hi. sits here with this podcast with you. Very nice. Very nice. So, you start this one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Alan. Alan, who? Uh, the best podcast on this episode, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and start this next one. Then. <laughs> I'm not going to take it seriously. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you glad we're ready for Alan's recap, a discussion of our favorite lines, our choices for MVP, and the number of cheesecake slices we'd award this episode? Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed your intro, Brent. Thank you. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you. I'm glad you played right along with him. Yeah, you know, I'm getting towards the end. Got to get weird with it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> when you said orange, I was really like, uh-oh. <laughs> How many rounds we going? Yeah. <sighs> well, today we're doing a Golden Girls Season 7, Episode 23, Home Again Rose, Part 1. Uh, this one originally aired on April 25th, 1992, written by Gail Parent, directed by Peter D. Byte. Uh, this would have been a big jump, right? Because March 7th was the last one. Yeah, so they, they took a couple weeks off, several weeks off, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like a so. month, six weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, and it's, you know, the first of their final two two-parters, yeah. um, which I believe, I think both of these two, actually, you know, this one actually did air on two separate dates, mm -hmm. um, the part one and part two. Um, mm -hmm. But the last episode was a two-parter, and it was just the whole day. Yeah, on the same day, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, like, they used those five weeks to try to convince, you know, B. Arthur to stick around for another season. Uh, you never know. Um, although, I mean, honestly, they would have the time in the off-season, too, so I can't imagine they felt like, well, you know, we have to get her commitment before yeah. we air well, this last episode. I mean, they might have just because they needed to figure out how they were going to... Finish it off. Finish at least finish off her character. True. So. All right. Uh, did finish you guys... off her character. <laughs> finish her. Yeah. Are, are they going to rip out her spine? Or are they going to uh, chop put her, her in a locker? Yeah. <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be hanging in there, right? <laughs> How would you feel about the show if the way they did end it was Miles was a serial killer, <laughs> <laughs> or Stan was? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or Dorothy was and she went to prison for life well, I like the idea that Stan is the serial killer and this entire thing has just been him in solitary confinement in prison <laughs> and he actually killed all four of them long ago and this mm -hmm. is him acting it out in his mind so, anyway, it wouldn't be that surprising I, he's pretty much a creep yeah I would have liked for it to end with um, you know Dorothy waking up and she's in bed with Maud's husband. Oh, that would have been great. Joe, I think was his name. Yeah. yeah. That was all a dream. 
a great way. That, do you know what show he's referring to that had that as the ending? No. Uh, Newhart. Um, he, he woke up, and then he was back in the old Bob Newhart show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, he went to bed um, and, you know, went to bed with uh, his Newhart wife or whatever. Yeah. But when he wakes up, it was his previous wife from his previous show. I'm in bed with him, and he's That's like, clever. I had the weirdest dream that I was running an inn in New Hampshire. And <laughs> <laughs> I saw a little bit on uh, the internet where, uh, um, oh shoot, I can't remember the guy's na- the actor's name. Um, Bobcat Goldthwait? Peter no. Dinklage? Nope, both wrong. Oh. <laughs> uh, played Walter White on Breaking Bad. Charlize Theron? <laughs> not, no, not, not her. <laughs> Brian Cranston? Thank you, thank you. He wakes up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and oh, I had this horrible dream where I was a meth dealer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she says, oh, that's crazy. You're stupid. Go back to bed. Yeah. And then he goes back to bed and the, pan, the camera pans over to a chair with a Walter White's like, like signature hat on there. Oh, very nice. Yeah. But didn't Dallas do like an entire season where they like did a throwaway where Patrick Duffy is in the shower or something? And they yeah, I think like who shot was a JR or yeah. something. Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, and I think their fans Highly were pretty panned. pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember the who shot Mr. Burns? It was uh, Maggie. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But he was pointing to WS, um, which they thought was Waylon Smithers, but actually it was Maggie Simpson. So. Uh, yeah, that was a big thing that summer in between. Yeah, they, they did had all had kinds like of promotions and whatnot. Right? Mm-hmm. Simpsons aren't necessarily known for cliffhangers too often, but no, I thought it was a solid one though. Yeah, it was. Well, do you guys have anything else? Can we just jump right into the episode? Yeah, you can go and jump Fire away. It. All right. All right, we start in the kitchen with Muffin Master Sophia uh, being chided for leaving the toilet seat up yet again. Blanche comes in and is excited that after seven short years, she will finally get a visit from her daughter, Janet, and granddaughter, Sarah. Blanche asks for activity suggestions, but Sophia doesn't care, and Dorothy is boring. Uh, Did you say it's boring? I didn't intend to. It's boring? (laughs) But it came out that way. I totally love that. Then yes, I did say it that way, totally intentionally. (laughs) Rose came in to kick off the A story. Sad that she missed a uh, such a good time by skipping her high school reunion. I think it was something where she got a letter from somebody saying you missed a really good time at our yeah, high school reunion. Yeah, that's exactly what it says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently, uh, Rose risk. Excuse me. Apparently, Rose missed the reunion because she had been given a license to ill, but refused <laughs> to go to the doctor. And saying all of they don't believe in uh, physical or mental health care professionals. So if you need health care, you might want to go elsewhere. <laughs> so that gives us our setup. So Saint. Olaf to Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I was going for on that. Um, so yeah, so so far we uh, we got our A story going. Mm-hmm. Um, it sets it up pretty well. Mm-hmm. You guys have anything anything that stood out in that first scene? I know that was a quick read through. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> you mean other than all the words he just provided us? <laughs> yeah. I think I pretty much gave my Fair prepared enough. remarks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will not be taking questions. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. All right. Well, in the living room now, and Blanche has a plan. Uh, there is a 43 union for a high school none of them went to um, that apparently does not check the bona fides of the attendees. <laughs> Bonafides? <laughs> There's several ways to say it. That was one of the options. <laughs> I've always preferred bona fides. That's how I pronounce it, yeah. <laughs> but apparently there's a handful of ways that are considered acceptable ways. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Bonafides. Solid choice. Yeah. Uh, 
Rose can ask. Last time I went to Olive Garden, I ordered the bona fides. <laughs> oh, <did you? laughs> With extra Alfredo? Exactly. <laughs> I feel like that has a fetus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that has been deboned. Oh, right. <laughs> Is that not the debona fetus? <laughs> um, so, uh. Well, Rose can have fun, Blanche and Dorothy can meet men, and Sophia can stay home with the sitter. Well, she could if they weren't still in litigation with the last one. It sounds like the mix-up is whether Sophia or the sitter bit first. Uh, Sophia gets to go, and Rose answers the old... Hey. To be fair, the sitter was Dreyfus. Yeah, <laughs> So Sophia gets to go, and Rose answers the age-old question of how do you tell a slut from a yearbook? You don't have to buy a yearbook dinner. You can take a yearbook home to your parents. There's nothing wrong with having a yearbook on your coffee table. Yeah, that, that list was definitely my favorite lines. I thought it was solid, but those were, I yeah. feel like you could do all those things with a slut, though. Mm-hmm. Don't you? I mean, I guess uh, you could get a slut for free. A slut isn't a whore. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I just like that Rose went on a tear. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that. Um, it's but, not real common for her. I mean, Brent, I think you've taken at least one slut home to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> I think the difference is you only get a new yearbook once a year. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys have anything else to add to our second scene of the episode? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. <laughs> I think that's how you should answer every question for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, some time has passed, and we are back in the living room with Dorothy looking like she has just come from Paul's Boutique. <laughs> Sophia says she, she hasn't changed a bit since her prom. <laughs> Dorothy asks, really? And Sophia supplies, no, I'm lying. Why do you press me on these things? <laughs> I really like that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rose and Blanche walk in with Blanche grilling Rose on information about the high school. Rose doesn't seem to have studied and says she's tired and afraid of looking stupid. Rose puts her concerns behind her, though, and goes to get the car. I think there's something about her being afraid that they're going to call her a liar, that she doesn't want to be dishonest. Mm-hmm. Someone asks her about her uh, what her natural hair color is. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's yeah. like, all right, I'll get the car. Yeah. Have either of you two ever attended something like that that uh, you weren't part of? Like crash something? Yeah, exactly. Crashed. A, it, not just a reunion, but a wedding, a party of any kind that you were in no way connected. Kind of. Okay. Um, like, I went to um, a senior prom to a high school I didn't attend. Okay. You know, like, I so I graduated the year before. I graduated in 95. Mm-hmm. So in 96... Um, the girl I was kind of seeing or whatever, she had her senior prom. And, you know, I was like, live my life in Franklin, but she went to Southport, okay. you know, so I knew nobody there except for her. And it was one of those things that, like, we'd only gone out a few times or whatever, and it was, she's like, well, I want to go to my senior prom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, know, fine. Um, but I think it was sort of understood that it would be like our last date ever or whatever. Oh, okay. But it was, it was one of those things like, well, I'm not going to deprive her of that or whatever, you know, just because she'd been nice enough to spend social time with me. So I'm not going to, you know, kick her to the curb before her big night or whatever. But like, so we get to her senior prom and it, and I was like, well, what's the theme? And she said the theme was Imagine. And I was like, right on. I was like, I love the Beatles, you yeah. know, so that'll be fun. 
um, that they didn't play Imagine or any Beatles songs. Um, they played <laughs> what? They played Beastie Boys' "Fight for Your Right," and that was the only good song they played the entire night. Mm. Um, so it was just a horrible, miserable experience or whatever. Um, and nope. especially since like nobody knew me. Yeah. And then like seeing this girl with her classmates, I was like, oh, she's not very popular. Ah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> then did you appreciate the social time less? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little more freely doing out, right? Yeah, like, yeah. She's not being generous. I'm the generous one. Yeah, here. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it was just, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't like it. So you're saying that whole from not a single Hoobastank song was played. <laughs> this, this, this was definitely pre-Hoobastank. Oh, okay. this, this was 96, right. and Hoobastank was probably 2003-ish, yeah, maybe. in that ballpark. Yeah, yeah so I mean, right. Hoobastank was probably at their own senior prom that <laughs> night. Right. <laughs> Just hooping and stanking their way. Through exactly. The- <laughs> like, why am I here? What's the reason? Hey. <laughs> Good time. Yeah. Thank you. I think it's pretty great that even a band that you can't don't care about at all, you're still able to commit a line or two to memory. <laughs> That's almost more impressive than your knowledge of, you know, encyclopedic knowledge of Prince and Grateful <laughs> exactly. Dead and whatnot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's a wealth of information in this brain, you know, but I can only withdraw it for like smart assery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if there was money on the line or something like right. that. <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire? Exactly. Fall apart, but exactly. If they were being really trite about it, you might mm-hmm. win. Yeah. Well, I've thought before, like if you, it, you know, I know that one of the things that I definitely like about doing this podcast, I mean, the best part about doing this podcast for sure <laughs> is just having a reason to spend, you know, to hang out with you two, yeah. of course. I mean, that's uh, because we haven't made anything successful out of this. <laughs> <laughs> the driving force to continue, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's unrivaled in its reasoning at this he, point. <laughs> he says as he sits well, this... six feet away from a free book. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even use the air quotes on free. <laughs> I didn't. We had to whore ourselves out for that book, too. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, at this point, you got to also throw an obligation. Right. <laughs> false sense if it yeah. was or not, but mm-hmm. we're so close. Yeah, but I, I would say that an activity I think would be fun would be a trivia. Like, mm-hmm. I know there are places to do like a weekly trivia type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. The only unfortunate thing is that they almost always fall on a weeknight, yeah, which yeah. becomes slightly more challenging to yeah. to work out the timing. But well, and it's also just like all of them that I see, you know, it, it's like a themed thing, mm. you know. And it's like you said, it's on a weeknight, and it's one of those things that, like, if the stars aligned and we all did happen to have that weeknight, then odds are like that aligning with a topic that we're all familiar with. Right. It's like, oh, well, this is Harry Potter night. And we're yeah. like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, do they allow 15-year-olds then? Because Gwen, she knows a lot about Harry Potter. Exactly. <laughs> so. We show up, <laughs> like, we told you, Mr. Klimazuski, you're not allowed here. You just keep yelling Hermione every night. <laughs> Like, well, in fairness, last week is Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to keep my answers in line, right? Right, yeah, exactly. She was in that This is the End movie. She was really good in that. Yeah, yeah. I I heard, though, there was awkwardness in that, that uh, they 
I don't know if she's ever said that, but I mm-hmm. think that the other people have said they didn't know if uh, maybe parts of it went too far. Or at yeah. least she wasn't mm-hmm. as on board. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, she was solid in it, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got a, mm-hmm. a, a new setting as we are in some sort of ballroom now for the reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose has secured name tags from the no-show table, including one for herself with the name of King Fong Toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's feeling faint and says, uh, I think getting together with all my old friends is starting to get to me. Dorothy reminds her that she doesn't know anybody there, and Rose replies, so the snubbing isn't race-oriented? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that one. Uh, Dorothy, Blanche, and Sophia end up meeting some alumni, with Dorothy's going in-depth about the tar business. Uh, after prattling on, he says, enough Why about... Why wouldn't you just sit about, talk about tar for hours? I mean, I could imagine... That's our new podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think if someone got you... No. Got <laughs> Prince not even willing to play along. Right. He's just like, no, sorry. I know you're just playing the long con for your tar baby story. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's tar baby or baby back ribs baby. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to be doing any uh, <laughs> any tar-related podcast, um, but I could definitely see either one of you prattling on and on about a an interest of uh, um, Ski has a lot of knowledge about various things, so do you, Brent. Um, although I don't think either of you are the type who intentionally dominates a conversation yes. with that. I did like, though, that after he did prattle on about it, he says, enough talk about me. Let's talk about you. Where do you get your tar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think Dorothy says something about that she lost her first husband to a tar pit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, and she, Real serious, too. Right. And I don't think I even put this in my, uh, in my uh, recap exactly, but I know Sophia, the person she met, thought that uh, it was his old Spanish teacher or right, something yeah. like that and that he had mm-hmm. a crush on her. She, then she's like, hola, or something. Yeah. 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 Olé. Do either of you have a high school crush or grade school crush on a teacher? Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah, a ton. Oh, really? <laughs> which which you teacher are you hot for? Um, well, the, I know. The, who do you think? Probably Beth, right? Beth Lively? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, knew, you knew teachers' first names? She yeah. sends him a Christmas card every year still. Still? And it was his grade school teacher, so eighth grade was the last time he had her for a teacher. That's uh, true. Had her for a school teacher. It's Mary Kay Letourneau. <laughs> Um, actually, my first uh, teacher type crush was an art teacher. I don't remember her name now, mm. but I can remember when I was a kid, like sat like second, third grade. I was like, "Oh, she's beautiful, right?" Mm-hmm. If I saw her today, I don't know if I'd have that same opinion. But <laughs> you mean like her no, 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 like five, seventy year old, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know how hot I'd be for her now. She's aged out of your interest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was barely in the ballpark then. Right. <laughs> no, I don't even know how much older she would have been for me, but I was mm. obviously just a little kid. Right. But I thought she was beautiful. Um, I remember uh, I did have a Spanish teacher that was pretty cute, and I do remember her name, Miss Kuonan. Mm, okay. Miss what? Kuonan. It's a weird, like, K-E-O-N-E-N or something. Mm. Or was K- she actually K- Latina? No, no, she's not, uh, but she did speak 
fluent Spanish and stuff. She actually that is well, helpful as a Spanish teacher. <laughs> that's very helpful because I tried to learn Spanish from somebody who didn't speak a word. <laughs> it did not go well. Then you failed three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> failed French one and French two consecutively. Oh, okay. Well, I've I've seen teachers that are not necessarily real fluent, but like really for a foreign know. language, I don't, I don't think know, I've ever seen a foreign pretty, language teacher. Pretty that, rare. Yeah. But uh, she was I mean, it's not like a math teacher who can just stay one chapter ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I better get that down. Exactly. <laughs> Triangles. Well, make sure we know that one before they yeah. before I have to teach it. <laughs> Spend my weekend cramming on the foil method. <laughs> but uh, she was cute. Um, let me see if I can think of any others. Um, I don't know. Probably one or two. Um, Miss Bell. No. <laughs> I mean, as far as their grade school teachers she go, was she, she was not probably... Not bad looking, yeah. Was she yeah. an art teacher? No, she was like she a was general math, teacher. I gotcha. I mean, I think math was her primary, but it was one of those kind of things where she was the homeroom teacher of... Gotcha. You know. We had an art teacher named Miss Bell. Oh, did so you? I know if it might have been the same one. I don't know. There probably are others, but... I always figured... I, I liked a lot of chicks in general. <laughs> I thought the one you would say would be Miss Pop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is she the lunch lady? No. She kind of looked like, uh, um, oh, freaking, what was his name? The sweating with, the, sweating to the oldies. Richard Simmons. <laughs> she had, didn't she have that like fro haircut? I mean, a little bit, but I wouldn't say she looked at all like Richard Simmons. <laughs> um, no, I just remember that he got a detention because he was mad at her because I think she had ended something that we had normally done as a class because yeah, people. Hockey. Yeah, hockey. That was something that the eighth grade class always got to do. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I don't remember the reason now, um, but it basically we lost that privilege, essentially. Mm-hmm. And while with the bathroom door still open, uh, when we went into change, he yelled out something like, Miss Pop's a bitch, and then he got well, detention. And yeah, I, I, I got suspended. I was suspended, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, but it wasn't necessarily that the door was open. She like put her foot in there. To prop it open to, to spy on us. Remember that? Just <laughs> I mean, spy on you in the shower? <laughs> no, well, we weren't showering, but like to listen to what the boys were saying. Mm. And so you think that's entrapment? And <laughs> no, but like you know, back in the day, that was a big deal to us. Like I think Ski knew that her foot was there, though. I, I, think I maybe, definitely knew. Yeah, I was saying, but I didn't. I was stupid enough to mm-hmm. not think she would recognize my voice. <laughs> I was like, what was like was, seven or eight guys? Yeah, something like that. Maybe ten at most. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bitch, or my name is not Jeffrey. <laughs> 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 I think I called her a stupid bloated B word. Uh. But like when I talked to her in front of my parents, I think I said stupid bloated idiot. Uh. <laughs> like I was too cowardly to admit that I was using a cuss word. The funny thing is, I'm sure, I mean, I just know for myself and I think almost any person, the bitch part probably would bother her less than the bloated part. <laughs> I think you're right. I don't know much about ladies, but <laughs> they don't take well. kindly yeah. to that. But it was funny, like, the time I got suspended, it was like an in-house suspension too, which is the worst kind because you still have to go to school, right? Mm-hmm. I was just in a room by myself for like a day or two or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And I remember we had uh, the science fair mm-hmm. that overlapped with the science fair, so I still had to leave the room to go to do my presentation with the mm-hmm. science fair, and I still won. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think I tied with Jill Lathrop. Oh, did you? I think there there was one teacher that I remember having a crush on. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was a sophomore. Yeah, I definitely was a Gail sophomore. Gail Gentry? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't even remember her first name, but it was Mrs. Stubbs. 
Oh yeah. oh yeah, I remember her too. How do you remember her? She because I even... came to her to the oh, school during frequently. That... <laughs> she was hot. Yeah, she only went. She only taught there for one year, though. I think before she moved on. So mm-hmm. we had a teacher at our school at Cecina that was a uh, Colts cheerleader, also. But I think oh, she yeah. had left before I started there. Mm-hmm. Like I went to Cathedral my freshman year, mm-hmm. and then over to Cecina, and I don't think I ever even met this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, everything I heard about her was that she was a horrible teacher mm-hmm. um, and dumb as a box of rocks, as yeah. far as. <laughs> Educators go anyway. I yeah. mean, obviously she got a degree, season, right? mm-hmm. but I never, like I said, I never met her at all. So she got her comeuppance when she married a legless man, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think she would have been far out of uh, Josh's age range by the time. <laughs> so, anyways, um, all right. Well, back into it. Uh, so yeah, Dorothy claims her first husband died in a tar pit and excused herself from the conversation. Blanche is basically told, told hello nasty by a couple of old classmates, one whom she outed as being gay and another with a man named Bill about their baby that she abandoned. That's um, a pretty horrible. Yeah, well, apparently, you would think. He wouldn't recognize her? Exactly. Like, the one who she outed, I guess I could be like, okay, maybe. But the one who he had a baby with, you'd think he would know what she looked like mm-hmm. <laughs> well enough. Um, yeah. So, well, uh. Dorothy, as a Cindy Lou Peoples, gets called up to the stage since she, Cindy Lou Peoples... Cindy Lou who? uh, Cindy Lou Peoples. (laughs) (laughs) Was apparently prom queen. Unfortunately for her, although no one else did, the class president does see through the ruse and the the jig is up. Dorothy tries to flee, but Dorothy collapses from what appears to be a heart attack. Uh, Did either of you have anything else to add to that one? Tell me more, tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) I do not. I'm good. (laughs) But I got four. I think we need to end that one. (laughs) I got four more scenes. I think you should. If it was Brent, he would carry it through three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Sad. All right, well, uh, we move to the hospital now for some ill conversation, and <laughs> Sophia says how the <laughs> how the nurses at Shady Pines would never, uh, re- or how they would reveal another resident had bit the dust. Guess who's getting two desserts tonight? That's <laughs> pretty rough. Yeah. Blanche is blaming herself, but Sophia says a prayer is all they can do at this point. Blanche starts, uh, starts her, are you there, God, it's me, Blanche routine. Thanks God for her looks, asks for help with Rose, and promises to have less sex in return. A moment later, an excessively cheerful doctor comes out and says Rose will be fine with no permanent damage. The doctor tells them they can see Rose, but stops Blanche to ask for a date. She turns him down and then turns and says, you are a vengeful God. Well, didn't she say, unless you really, I'll turn everyone down unless they really, really need it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she asks the doctor, like, do you really, really need it? Like, well, I don't really need it. Yeah. Yeah. It was solid. Um, well, our next scene uh, in Rose's... Oh, did you guys have anything else to add to that one? I wish she would have told, you know, God she wouldn't have sex anymore and then followed up with, or any less. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't let me finish. Exactly. <laughs> exactly the status quo. So our, our next scene ends in Rose's hospital room with all the girls making plans to make changes going forward. Blanche plans to on less sex and more church. Sophia is contemplating going to law school, and Dorothy is looking forward to going out more. I thought that was funny. <laughs> such a lame thing. It's like, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go out more. Yeah. Um, well, didn't she already start going out more to the bar? 
Yeah. And she was like just, singing and stuff. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's trailed off at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What'd you say? Not on Sundays, though. Yep. That's Blanche's day. Um, well, Rose isn't afraid of death because she plans to check her head into a cryogenic freezing chamber and then be <laughs> reanimated Futurama style. Rose wants the same for them, but when they balk at the idea, Rose says, Oh, well, I'm sorry. I thought we were friends, and <laughs> friends do little things for each other like get their heads frozen. That's true. The That's what we're doing, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, the rest of them agree, and uh, that ends that scene. So, Do you think... Uh, if you felt like there was a decent chance, like let's say they had made a medical, you know, discoveries or whatnot that made the idea of reanimating your head a not seem that far off, mm-hmm. let's say. Um, but it was something where they weren't going to store your whole body. It was just going to be Futurama style. They mm-hmm. could bring your head back to life. Maybe at some point even put that head onto a robot body. Yeah, exactly. But that may be, yeah, you may be five years away from your head being reanimated, but maybe. 50 years away from the body. Yeah. Do you think you would be willing to get your head frozen in order to, for that possibility? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that even if they, like if they have the technology to bring my head back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I would like to think that they'd have like, you know, the Alexa or Siri technology so that I could, you know, say like play golden girls or, oh, okay. you know, I could control some sort of media. Mm-hmm. So it's not just me staring at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could get some entertainment. Right. You know, how do you feel like, I mean, I, I guess, especially once you get older and stop getting out as much, that is a lot of what your life is anyway, mm-hmm. is yeah. just kind of, you know, checking out whatever's new on TV or rewatching what you liked when mm-hmm. you were young. Yeah. Um, but that does seem like it'd be still a kind of a rough, existence and mm-hmm. just being a head watching t or being a jar watching tv yeah <laughs> i'd like to know what kind of uh disease you stave off by just being a head <laughs> like testicular like, cancer right what what would keep your head going you have no other organs so what would pump well, I mean, the it, blood you have to be some kind of external implement i guess yeah i'm sure there's some sort of a pump or something that's yeah know. i mean it's whatever the jelly they put your head in <laughs> is what keeps it going now, that's the only bad thing, Brent, is that you have this, but you're all going to be looking at this TV through water. And mm-hmm. so yeah. you're always going to be a little distorted on <laughs> okay. what it looks like. You can maybe kind of press your eyeball against the glass <laughs> <laughs> to get a little clearer view. But. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Um, well, on to the next scene. The uh, second to last scene of the episode is in the living room where the, we finally get to meet Janet and Sarah. Sarah wants to go to Monkey Village, and Blanche emphatically agrees. Uh, she tells Sarah that they can go anywhere on God's green earth, which I assume includes going to the five boroughs. <laughs> <laughs> Janet attributes uh, Blanche's good mood to an illicit encounter and says they'll step out while she says goodbye to Uncle Whoever. I thought that was a funny line. The only thing I... Like, I feel like the, all the daughters would have been more or less grown by the time George died. Um, I would have thought... But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I guess George died, what, 15 years ago or something? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the daughters, they might have been high school students, I guess, maybe yeah. when George died. So I may have overthought that. But anyway, a newly converted Blanche tries to convince her uh, agnostic daughter to walk the path of righteousness and to go to church with her. She goes to the, to get th- to the kitchen to get them Bibles, and Sarah quips that she misses sexy grandma. <laughs> and I think that uh, Janice is something like, I think many, many men also do. <laughs> she I'm, knows her mother too well. Yeah, exactly. So 
So did any? Do you have well, any? I mean, that tells you right there that she was at least young enough to be around when mom was making the rounds. <laughs> After dad went the well, way. That's of, true. I mean, we've never met her before, but you know, it does seem that uh, that Sarah certainly knows your grandma. So it's not <laughs> something where, even though she hasn't bothered to come to Miami, I guess Blanche <laughs> has gone to wherever they live at to visit a few times. Yeah. Monkeyville does seem like it'd be a fun place to go mm-hmm. without yes. knowing anything but the name of it. It mm-hmm. seems like a great kid location. Yeah, I agree. Until with that. you find out that Monkey Village is where they get all the old, like Hollywood monkeys, mm-hmm. they're just beat down and they're. Like <laughs> <laughs> you just see a decrepit Lancelot <laughs> Link just <laughs> laying up against the glass. It's just the saddest thing you've ever seen. You're just like, oh, and like they don't even decorate with like colors. Right. It's just like gray. They don't even and dark. Clean out their cages anymore. They're just all sitting there surrounded by their own feces. <laughs> just smoking cigarettes. Right. Barely the energy to even fling it anymore. <laughs> I was about to say that. I was like, they barely, like, oh. <laughs> like a Mr. Burns type throw with yes. <laughs> I think I think you should design such a village. <laughs> An old animal petting <laughs> farm or something like that. Some kind of a thing where you take like, just animals that are right on their last legs. <laughs> and just ruin the rest of their life. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what We're we profit. do. profit. I mean, that's a lot of what happens to old people. <laughs> that they're near their end. They get stuck in a home, which profits from them their last days of misery, but... Well, and the, the difference in this case is that people would come to see the monkeys. No one goes to see the old people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sad but true. Right. Well, uh, did you guys have anything else <laughs> to add about that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, but I appreciate you asking. <laughs> it's nice to feel prompted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we conclude back in the hospital room where Sophia helps herself to some supplies. They ask the nurse where Rose is, and she regretfully informs them that Rose went into cardiac arrest and is being prepped for surgery, ending the episode on a cliffhanger. Next week, we will cover the second part of Home Again, Rose, or as I like to call it, (laughs) Hot Sauce Committee Part (laughs) 2. Were you waiting for that one, Brent, to see if I could work it in? So do you have any idea what I was doing there, Brent, or Ski? Hot Sauce Committee. Part Part two. two. Yeah. (laughs) I do not. Okay, well, so Brent might wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) So in each one of my scenes, I worked in the uh, album title of a um, Beastie Boys album. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So there was uh, To the Five Burrows, Hot Sauce Committee Part Two, Check Check Your Head, Mm -hmm. uh, Ill Conversation, Paul's Boutique, Hello Nasty, The Mix-Up, and License to Ill. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I would say that I did that because just four days earlier, mm-hmm. um, I believe it's uh, Check Your Head mm-hmm. uh, came out, uh, mm-hmm. like I think April 21st, this came out April 25th mm-hmm. of 92. But in actuality, it's just because that License to Ill line came to me early on, and then I <laughs> and decided... You wanted to use, <laughs> use it on and on, right? Yeah, just, I don't know, because of that, I decided to run with it. I thought it was just a clever use of words, but yeah. it was actually a running gag I did not catch. <laughs> yes. Well, I figured you wouldn't, because I would certainly not have caught it myself, <laughs> but I knew Brent would. <laughs> All right, so 
I don't want to be that guy. He doesn't want to be, but he'll suffer through it. <laughs> so I thought maybe you just misspoke or mm-hmm. whatever, but then you just doubled down on it. Yeah, I think I mistyped. If I put check her head and should have been. Is that the one you're referring no. to? Okay, what did I mess up on? It's not ill conversation. It's ill communication. Oh, son of a bitch. So I, so I, so I misspoke. I mistyped once and then miss. I guess I mistyped both, actually. Yeah. So, Oh, well. It, is that what that look on your face was yeah. when I said it? No. That's why it's in a different column. Oh, <laughs> oh he's, he was taking notes. <laughs> now, did you start the notes after the second one? Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think Paul's Boutique was the second one. Um, that was the third one, actually. Yeah. Second one was... Uh, Mix up. Yep. Okay. So I um, saw you over there doodling, but I'm looking through these water bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, I see the pattern. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, I was keeping track, but then you guys, you were like, ill conversation. And I was like, I'm going to put this off to the side in case it's <laughs> just a coincidence or whatever. And then when you're, you know, bringing ski up to speed, you yeah. said it again. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I made two mistakes then, actually, because like I said. Check your head. Yes. Check her again. I'm yep. sure he appreciates the clarification. Yeah. Anyway. Alan is nothing if not, mm-hmm. you know, thorough. Mm-hmm. Maybe if Brent had asked me if I had anything else to add. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, but no, I was, I was very impressive. Made me very happy. Well, good. I'm glad. Um, well, I'll go over the guest actors real quick before mm-hmm. we get into our uh, ratings and whatnot. And I also have a game. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so we'll finish this. I'll, I'll do the guest actors, then we'll do the game, then we can do our wrap-up parts. Okay. All right, so we had quite a few. Uh, Jessica Lundy, she played Janet. 69 titles for her. Those are her first two Golden Girls. Of course, her next one is going to be next week's episode. Uh, 11 episodes. She had a, several episodes of a lot of things. 11 episodes of Over My Dead Body. Six episodes of The Carol Burnett Show. Seven episodes of Baby Talk. 15 episodes of The Second Half. 35 episodes of Hope and Gloria as Gloria Oltz. Five episodes of uh, Party of Five. Eight episodes of Some of My Best Friends. And 106 episodes of The Inspectors as Amanda Wainwright. So many of those shows I have never heard of, and it impressed me that she had been in multiple episodes of a lot of shows that yeah. I've never, like 106 episodes of The Inspectors, and I've never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of episodes for a show for me to have not heard. I, I was like, is she British or something? Yeah. <laughs> shows that didn't play over like, here? Is that a soap opera? Or? I don't know. I mean, I think it's just a regular, you know, a, a typical series, mm. um, but, you know, something that I guess... Must have been on a station or whatnot that mm-hmm. didn't get a lot of uh, play in my household. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I learned about something today, called, a show called The Lone Gunman. Mm-hmm. I oh, had yeah. heard of it, mm-hmm. but I had no idea it was a spinoff of X-Files. Yes, yeah. it's a good show. It's a good show. I've heard of it, too, but I didn't realize that either. Yeah. So. The, um... <sighs> to what end, I don't know. Like, it would, did it have like a bunch of the same characters? Mm-hmm. or they... It had, um, like, well, the three lone gunmen. Um because they were characters on the X-Files. And then I think um, Skinner showed up in an episode or two, and I think Fox Mulder showed up in an episode or two. Just kind um, of a cameo kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the girl, I'm blanking on her. She had, I, I'm, this is not her name, you know, but it's something like Zachariah Robinson or something like that. Okay. She was on Lost. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm blanking on who she played on Lost. I think she was a Tailey, but I could be wrong on that. Okay. But I know, like, you'd recognize her if you saw her. Yeah, like, notice her face, yeah. Yeah, but she was really, but it's a really, really good show. Um, <clears throat> but, like, 
it debuted, I want to say, like September 17th, 2001 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know, it's like a week after September 11th or whatever. Oh, but, wow. But the pilot episode was about somebody hijacking a plane and crashing it into a building. Oh, geez. So. I kind of remember that now that you say it. Like, the, didn't they even hold off on premiering it? Or yeah. they were wondering if they should not at all? Or yeah. Something or like some sort of a disclaimer. Or like, how do we do this? Yeah. So. I'm sorry. I had to turn the color back on on my phone because it goes into sleep mode after 10 o'clock because I'm <laughs> elderly. <laughs> um. Well, he's looking up that. I'll go through a couple more. Uh, we had Lou Wagner. He played Larry. 80 titles for him. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, his only <laughs> Golden Girls. He did have one episode of a Star Trek Next Generation as Daimon Solok. Mm-hmm. One episode of uh, Deep Space Nine as Cracks. An episode of My Name is Earl. And eight episodes of Raising Hope as Wally Phillips. That's what I recognized him from, for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, he did have the... Uh, 2017 role as uh, Ben Gitzel in Chicanery, which <laughs> I just had to put down because I love the word chicanery. <laughs> so, um, did you did you find what you were looking for yet, Brent? Yeah, she played Alana. Oh, okay. I'm lost. Oh, okay, yeah, I recognize her then. I don't know. So. Oh, yeah, I recognize her too. Then we had uh, Paul Solomon. He played Man. Uh, two titles for him. This is his only Golden Girls. Uh, his other one, of course, was uh, as Paul from Strawberry's Letter. No, I wish you would reprise his man, uh, role as man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was weird because these people all had names, but in the credits, they only gave them like man one, man two. Um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, don't much care for Strawberry Letter, but Strawberry Letter number 23, mm-hmm. big fan. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so Paul played the role of man. Uh, and then Mario Racuzo, he played man number one. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he was the one that Dorothy was talking to. Yeah. Uh, 97 titles for him is only Golden Girls. He was in an episode of The Flash, the 1990 version. Yeah. Five episodes of Mr. Belvedere, an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation as uh, Arthur Melancon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the 1974 Wonder Woman, and then six episodes of Barney Miller. I feel like we've gotten a lot of Barney Miller since... Uh, Steve Landisberg showed up. Yep. Yeah. Um, he set the stage. He yeah. did. They weren't really sure if they could do the, the Golden Girls, but when he did it, he was like, okay. Yeah, it's got Steve <laughs> Seal of approval. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Then we had a Kevin Cooney. He played man number two. Mm-hmm. 112 titles for him. His only Golden Girls. He was in the first two Austin Power movies, Legally Blonde, American Pie, Bring It On, Con Air, Independence Day, and Dead Poets Society. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an impressive list of like mm-hmm. uh, early yeah. 90s, late 80s, yeah. or yeah. maybe Even maybe early to late maybe? 90s, yeah. actually. Some, but I am. Um, so yesterday, once I found out that, oh, I guess I'm not leaving the house today, or mm-hmm. Um, so I binged the, uh, new Schwarzenegger series on Netflix, um, FUBAR. Okay. And it's really, really, really good. I really, really enjoyed it. Um. How long are the episodes? Um, between 45 and 55 minutes. Okay, so. uh, So it was just eight of them, so. Um. Is it going to be an ongoing thing, or is it just a miniseries? I don't know if they've announced a second season. Like, it definitely ended. It's like, oh, It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What was What was You mentioned... Oh, yeah, so the dude, that dude was in Austin Powers. And what reminded me is Arnold Schwarzenegger's ex-wife in that. Like, I was like, she's familiar. What do I know her from? Mm. And, you know, as I checked, and she played a lot of Pachina oh, in the God. Austin Powers <laughs> movie. So I was like, oh, so now she's done two things. that I 
Well, I know I don't know if you would love this or not. I think you would, but I absolutely positive ski would love it. That right now they're doing like a little special thing on Conan O'Brien needs a friend because mm-hmm. um, I like to plug the little guy sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bone. Yeah, but him apparently he and uh, he Throw and him a bone a fetus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He and a couple of the other folks uh, had written a script for Hans and Franz, um, oh, yeah. like a Hans and Franz movie. It was mm-hmm. called. Uh, you up. Well, yeah, uh, but I think it was called Hans and Franz: The Girly Man Chronicles, oh, or nice. something, <laughs> or The Girly Man Dilemma was what uh-huh. it is. And they're doing a table read of it since uh-huh. it never got made. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Kevin Nealon and mm-hmm. Dana Carvey are on there doing mm-hmm. their roles, and then uh, the guy who played the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing on Conan O'Brien, you mm-hmm. know, who would do like, they have the face, but mm-hmm. his mouth, yeah. he's the one doing the, uh, the voice of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like I said, I think Ski would absolutely love it. You mm-hmm. may, I think you would like it, but it may be a little too stupid for mm-hmm. you. Gotcha. <laughs> 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 uh, but Ski would definitely enjoy yeah. it. So. All right. We got a few more, uh, David Cromwell. He played man number three, mm-hmm. uh, 25 titles for him. His only golden girls. Um, he played Dr. Uh, Cassover and Cries Unheard, the Donna Yaklik story. Mm. I'm sure we've all seen that multiple times. <laughs> on the way over, I was watching. <laughs> like on your phone as you were driving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was my primary focus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> How could it not be? I always thought it was just sort of a wasted opportunity because I always figured Ski's autobiography would be called Cries Unheard. <laughs> 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 well, I'll tell you his uh, his biopics coming up here in a moment, but um, but we had a Ro- Robin Faye Bookland. She played Sarah. Five titles for her. This is her first two Golden Girls. Of course, we'll see her again next week. Um, but I think best known for her thirteen episodes on uh, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle as mm. Charlie Bean, um, and her parents on Charlie uh, on Mrs. Piggle Wiggle were uh, Ed Bagley uh, was her dad, Mister. Mm-hmm. Bean, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, or Papa Bean, I think yeah. is what he was called. And then her mom was, um, what's her name? It's irritating me that it's escaping me right now. Julie Haggerty? No. Uh, <laughs> she plays oddball characters a lot. Melinda uh, Dillon? Yeah, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> now, the, now the name, I'm going to have to look it up because I can't remember, but uh, I'll come back to it anyways. Her mom is famous on it, too. <laughs> and we also had uh, Lyndon Charles. He played Dr. Thompson. 155 titles for him. His only goal in girls. Mm-hmm. He had quite a few. I'll tell you, as far as people being on superhero mm-hmm. or superhero-esque type shows, yeah. he mm-hmm. had an episode of The A-Team, uh, nice. The Knight Rider, Shazam, The Six Million Dollar Man, The Bionic Woman, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. Did he play Twink? I don't know. The Incredible Hulk <laughs> uh, and The Green Hornet. Um he also had 21 episodes of James at 16, but I'm sure Ski remembers it from his biopic about his life as a Stephen De Rossellini in 2011's Mr. Twisted Face. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they call me that because it looks like someone grabbed my nose and twisted it like a you know a exactly. plastic bag and just left it there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not being cruel; it's just being accurate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Explains the deep grooves yeah. and creases in my face <laughs> in Just a twisting pattern. Exactly. So, like, your face is only a half step away from a sphincter. So, right. <laughs> maybe a quarter step. I mean, with the mouth right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
then uh, her final one, we had uh, Audrey Chapman. She played the nurse. 13 titles for her. This is her first to do Golden Girls. I think it's pronounced nursey. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he's right. Uh, she played a... Uh, she only had 13 titles, but she did play Perfect Mother in both the 1990 and the 2005 versions of Marilyn Hodgkin's Ballroom Dancing and Charm School. Nice. <laughs> so, actually, Mar- Marilyn Hodgkiss. Uh-huh. I don't want anybody to go out and think that I you yeah. know, look for the wrong title there. Yeah. Right. I think that's a prequel to Mavis Bacon Teaches Typing. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I have a game for, for you fellas to play, um, oh, nice. a little trivia contest. I'm going to read it as we go through it but so that our, our listeners can follow along also because I figured since since Adriana Herring liked yeah. our uh, game mm-hmm. before, then maybe she'd like another one. Yeah. Do you so. need a pin, Hazel? Yeah. We... You guys might need them. I, I should not. You guys can grade each other's. So what I have here, I have a list of 16 credits, okay? So these mm. credits all belong to one of the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Each one, each Golden Girl has four credits on this list, so okay. that'll be a little clue for you. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to go through them, and there's a couple that should be gimmies, I think, or at least pretty easy, and a couple that may be uh, rather challenging. Or I, most I think of them, you'll be surprised at how badly I do. I would guess that about, <laughs> I would guess Brent getting about six of these right, and I would guess Ski getting about one, um, <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> So anyway, so I'm going to le- read off these 16. You guys can go through it at your own pace if you like, but so that our listeners can also go along and see how many they could name. So again, each Golden Girl has been in four of these 16. So first off, Omnibus as the uh, the role of Ugly Witch. Hold on, do you say each one has been in these four? Yes, yeah. So as you're going through, if you've given it to more than four people and come or four to more than more than four of these credits to one person. I done wrong. Yep. So these are all credits. <laughs> These are all things that one of the four main uh, characters of the Golden Girls has been on. B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, or Estelle Getty. All right, so number one, Omnibus as the Ugly Witch. Uh, Number two is Blue's Big Treasure Hunt as Grandma. Uh, Number three is Duckman, Private Dick, slash Family Man as Aunt Jane. Number three... Aunt Aunt Jane? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Number four is... Copacabana as Bella Stern. Number five, an episode of Futurama as the Fem Pewter. Number six is Small and Fry as Miss Parsifal. Number seven is The Betty White Show as Joyce Whitman. Uh, Eight is Mask as Evelyn. Like the movie Mask? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Number nine is Nonsense Jamboree as Mother Superior. Number 10 is Ponyo as Yoshi. 11 is uh, Mama's Family as Ellen Harper Jackson. 12 is the uh, Star Wars Holiday Special as Akmina. 13 is the Gift of the Magi as Mrs. Abercrombie. 14 is One of the Boys as Doreen. 15 is The Story of Santa Claus as Gretchen Claus. And finally, 16 is All in the Family uh, as Ruth Rimpley. So I'll give you guys a few seconds to, you know, or a minute, however long you feel like you need to finish up this. I'll go through these 16 again for our listeners so you can fill in your blanks. 
Omnibus as Ugly Witch. Blue's Big Treasure Hunt as Grandma. Three, Duckman, Private Dick, Family Man as Aunt Jane. Four, Copacabana as Spell Astern. Five is Futurama as the Fem Pewter. Six is Small and Fry as Mrs. Parsival. Seven is The Betty White Show as Joyce Whitman. Eight is Mask as Evelyn. Nine is Nonsense Jamboree as Mother Superior. Ten is Ponyo as Yoshi. Eleven, Mama's Family as Ellen Harper Jackson. Twelve, The Star Wars Holiday Special as Akmina. Thirteen, The Gift of the Magi as Miss Abercrombie. Fourteen, One of the Boys as Doreen. Fifteen, The Story of Santa Claus as Gretchen Claus. And finally, All in the Family, number sixteen, All in the Family as Ruth Rimpley. So I see Brent has put his pencil down. Ski's not even close at this point. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to assume that probably at least 13 of these are guesses for you. <laughs> if it'll help you finish, I can look from behind the curtain. To do what? <laughs> what did you say? I can look from behind the curtain. <laughs> Maybe you perform better, is that what you're saying? <laughs> was that this week or last week or when was that? I think that was last week that we were talking about skis, exploits, yeah. <laughs> and your unwillingness yeah. <laughs> to perform in front of a pilot. Gotcha. <laughs> the week's all run together. <laughs> Do you think there would be a circumstance where you would feel comfortable performing in front of somebody? No. So, like, even if it was, like, a, a, a female that you were attracted to, and, and Helene was like, I, I would like us to, you know... Uh, have sex in front of this person, mm -hmm. you, do you think you'd still be like, nope, I don't want somebody watching me do that? Yeah. In fact, I make her put a, you know, hang a robe over the mirror in the bedroom. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say put a sheet up between the two of us. Exactly. <laughs> we're doing it Mormon style. Right. <laughs> like, I don't get stage fright. I get stage terrors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that you'd probably be like Robert De Niro in This Boy's Life. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, I remember. Uh, well, he, he I paid, know I watched it with you guys. Yeah, I believe we did, yeah. Uh, but he tells his uh, new wife um, basically that she can, they can do it from behind her on the side and not to look at his face. <laughs> so. You know, you can just put the letter. You don't have to spell out the full I, actress's I name. I chose to spell it out. <laughs> I gave a key at the top <laughs> that had the letters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. So it's okay. He's like, oh, I Just misspelled McClanahan. Let me go in there. <laughs> Rewrite four I, times. I stayed, the, I stayed with just the first names at least. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're all relatively easy. I mean, Estelle is longer than Getty, but at least the other ones shaved you a little bit of time. <laughs> He's like, to save time, I just put their first initial. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ready to go through these? Sure. Yeah, how bad did it So do? you're going to say, like, number one, Omnibus Ugly Witch, and then you'll say who it is, and yeah. then we'll see if we get one point or not? Yeah, sounds good. Or, or I'll say it, and then uh, you, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Sounds good. All right, number one, Omnibus Ugly Witch. Mm -hmm. That was B. Arthur. Chang. One point. Okay, nice. Okay, number two, Big uh, Blue's Big Treasure Hunt as Grandma. That one was uh, Rue McClanahan. Oh, Yay. Two for two. Number three, Duckman, Private Dick slash Family Man, the role of Aunt Jane. Mm -hmm. That was played by Estelle Getty. Got it. 
But two for three now for you? Correct. So, but Skier, are you three for three so far? Two for three. Oh, two for three. Okay, so you two are tied. All right, so then a number four, Copacabana is Bella Stern, also a Stelgetti. I had that one. So Brent's back in the lead now. Number five, Futurama is the Femputer. That was B. Arthur. Yay. If I remembered the voice correctly. All right, so Brent's what? You're up to four for five, right? Yep. And Ski, you're at three for four, or three for five. Yes. So you're still, still in it for sure. All right, so Small and Fry is Mrs. Parsifal. That one was uh, Rue McClanahan. Okay, that was your chance to catch up, Ski. Jeez. Mm -hmm. All right, number seven, the Betty White show is Joyce Whitman. That one was Betty White. That was her character on her show. I was oh. really worried that, that was a throw off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did like... not get that one. Number eight, Mask is Evelyn. That one was Estelle Getty. Okay, so uh, so at this point, so halfway through, so Ski, you're at what? How many points? Yeah, four. Four, and you're at five still? I'm at four. Oh, four, 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 four. All right, excellent. Yeah. All right, so number nine, Nonsense Jamboree is Mother Superior. That one was Rue McClanahan. Okay, number 10, Ponyo is Yoshi. I bet Brent got this oh, one. Yeah. Now, that was Betty White. Oh, yep. Nope. So Brent's jumped back into the lead now. Yep, five. Uh, Mama's Family is Ellen Harper Jackson. I'm sure Brent got this one, right? <laughs> that was Betty White also. Yeah, I got that. Yep. Okay, so still just a one-point lead for Brent. Number 12, the Star Wars Holiday Special. I would hope both of you got this one as uh, Acmina. That was B. Arthur. Yep. No, you didn't know that one? I've never oh. seen that. Well, well it's even still, <laughs> I just feel like it's a well-known fact. Yeah, um, her and Art Carney. I don't really Celebrating know. life day. <laughs> now it's getting to be tough, though, for Ski, because he's two behind with only four left to go. Uh, I'm, I'm quite certain I'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> the Gift of the Magi is Mrs. Abercrombie. That was also B. Arthur. I didn't fill that one. Oh. <laughs> 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 so I take it you did not get that one, though, Brent? All right. So Ski still has a chance with three left. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with the fact that I've got other ones wrong, I have to have them wrong. Well, no, I mean well, you missed that right. one, so yeah, I mean you—that would not have precluded you if you would put well, two names it, down it, for it. Well, yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. So one of the boys is Doreen. That one went to uh, Estelle Getty. All right, so he's going to have to get these last two, and Brent will have to get them wrong for him to catch up. Number fifteen, the story of Santa Claus is Gretchen Claus. That one was a Betty White. Not you either, Ski? Nope. Well, then Brent has won, but we'll still finish it off. All in the family is Ruth Rimpley. Last one was a Rue McClanahan. Yeah, I got that one. All right, so ended up being a relatively close match. So what, you got seven, Brent, or eight? Eight out of 16. That's pretty good, because I tried to pick mostly obscure ones. Yeah, like, yeah. almost nothing that I thought you would. It's like, you didn't pick Maud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did look to see, though, if there was... Um, you know, somebody who had appeared. I do believe at least Rue McClanahan appeared on Maud. Um, so I thought about putting that on there, but I thought that I knew that you would have a decent chance of that one, and mm -hmm. I needed to try to keep it as even as possible. <laughs> so I did not imagine that Ski would get the Star Wars one wrong, though. Yeah, I really, I've never, I don't know much about it even. Yeah. Honestly, I'd love to watch it. I'm sure I could find it online or something. I think it's pretty tough to find, though. Um, but, so you got six out of eight then, Ski? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not too bad. So yeah. I can't believe I missed <laughs> filling one of them out. <laughs> yeah, that is. Pretty... That was a pretty bonehead idea. So, out of curiosity, are you able to quickly count up how many of each person you did? Like, how many room plan hands? I made, I made ten attack marks and still missed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so how many did you actually have for each person? 
Uh, I missed one for Ruben McClanahan. I only had three for her. And which one did you not fill out? Number thirteen. Yes. Okay. Well, that one you'd have gotten wrong anyway, because it was it was B. Arthur. So, so I would not have Wouldn't closed the gap at all. All right. Well, we got a little game in there. Like I said, I think I if we fun. I think if we do another podcast after this, especially the one that I've talked about possibly doing, where we review other things, just random things, mm-hmm. I think we should, we could have a game themed to that random thing each week. Agreed. But anyways, who knows what that's going to happen. We still got a whole season, a few more of these episodes and a whole another season of uh, Golden Girls related content to get through, so fine job, Mr. Brent. So yeah, so oh, thank I am, you. I am done with my portion of this episode. Knock, knock. Who's there? Stay golden. I can't. <laughs> Stay golden who? Stay golden Coco. Yeah, but we haven't given our ratings or our MVPs <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Act surprised in a minute. <laughs> I tried to head you off at the pass. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so. uh, Sorry. Who, who's I your MVP? Mine goes to Rose. I thought she gave a solid performance throughout. Yeah. How about you? I uh, I would say the same, actually. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I like Rose too. Good stuff. Do you have a favorite line or anything you want to give a shout out to? Um, I mean, I think that the uh, I think I mentioned it through the episode, but I don't remember off the top of my head now. So, um, I think that uh, maybe the no, I'm lying. Why do you press me on these things? Yeah. Um, I, I like that question. What was bit. mine? Mine was the one where she went on the little diatribe, right? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Which who it was, was on like the, the beginning? The beginning where she was like saying a bunch of like uh, funny insult type things about the yearbook and the slut. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I do recall you saying that. That was good. Um, I also like the line about um, you know, she didn't think it was a race thing that they weren't talking to. Oh her yeah, that was she was Kim yeah. toy. Mm. So, um, I think that and the diatribe helped make her MVP for the week. All right, how many slices would you give it, Steve? Well, I did all right. I think I give it a, I'll say a six. Yeah, I was a five and a half. So I actually gave it a seven. I really liked the oh, episode. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I may have given it. Maybe I was in a good mood, so I may have been a little generous. But I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't have any issue at all with any part yeah, of it. I don't. I don't think you're out of line. Um, I'm kind of wondering why I went so low. Um, just because you don't see them as the party crashers too right. often, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice thing. Like, normally when you see them doing something shady, it's because they're theoretically broke or trying to earn money or whatever. Yeah. And this is just, you know, four friends trying to have a good time, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm on board with it, so I you, should you change it. Do you have a second opinion? <laughs> I'll wait till next week so we can redo the math. <laughs> no, if it's not too late, I'll switch it to six and a half. All right. Sounds good. So yeah, this will be maybe in contention. Who knows? Yeah, um, good at least for this season. So, yeah. all right. Well, that's all. I think that's all of our businesses in order now, Brent. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Stay golden. Stay golden. Who? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I got to do your job for you? It's your job. I'm just in. There. <laughs> Stay golden, Coco. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. 
We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.